this is Kyle with Twin Peeps. You're listening to uh, yet another mini-sode. Uh, I realize that, uh, I believe last week I mentioned that it was going to be the penultimate mini-sode, but um, some things have happened recently, and uh, yeah, I don't know how to put this, but um, we have kind of a... a uh, uh, running into an issue with Mike. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard on last week's episode. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure if his heart's in it. Um, and so kind of as a contingency plan, I'm, uh, I'm holding some auditions for some hosts, some co-hosts. Uh, it's no real easy way to put this. Um, I'm also sure he's not going to listen to this, so that's fine. But, uh, actually I think we're ready for the next one. Um, so uh, I'm going to have Nick, my uh, assistant Nick, yes. let him in. I should yeah. do that, huh? All right. Uh, uh, who's next? Come on. Hey, how's it going? Nick? Kyle? Hello. Thanks for having yep. me in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to see you. Thank you for coming in on the relatively short notice. No problem. Um, I'm a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, as I'm sure... You remember from the email I sent you, this is going to be, uh, you're applying essentially for Mike's position. I know he's kind of a fan favorite, but some recent developments have really got me questioning the sort of the structure of the show. Mm-hmm. And Might help uh, having someone who's seen the series a few times like you. I, yeah, uh, I was noticing on your resume that um, that was that was a selling point. And uh, remind me again, how many times have you seen the show? Uh, two and a half. You could. I've seen the pilot episode, like you said, a bunch of times. Because when you try to get people into it, you got to rewatch that pilot episode. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So um, now let's see here. Uh, let's see. College graduate. Okay. Good. Good. Um, Let's see, but none of that really matters with Twin Peaks. You've seen it a lot. It's good. Hey, as a law student, I have a better perspective than uh, Michael did on the police procedural part of it. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. That really helps. You guys have talked about it before. Mm-hmm. It really helps for our uh, best slash works police work segment. Um, another fan favorite that I feel like you might mm-hmm. be able to bring a lot into. Um, for example, did you know that throwing hoops at uh, bottles is not actually a uh, an approved method of case solving? See, it's not methodology that really runs with the FBI or local police forces. That is what I told Mike. Oh. And he had the hardest time believing it. I think he kind of just went along with it for the episode, but you know what? It's good to hear mm-hmm. that I was vindicated with that. Um, yeah, uh, so let's go down further on this resume here. Let's see. Uh, it says that you have previous podcasting experience. Do you want to kind of delve into that? Yes, absolutely. Um, you and I actually co-hosted and created a great podcast, short-lived because of uh, um, just logistics of me not being around. Uh, well Met with sure. uh, Rushib and Kyle right. was a uh, podcast revolving on gaming and game culture. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. We got like, what, six or seven episodes in. Um I believe it was five. Five. You five know. episodes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, there's the lost episode, if you recall. Very true. Yes. Yes. Um, 
And I actually have another podcast that's actually quite successful, mm -hmm. um, around 10 to 20,000 listeners regularly. It's mm -hmm. weekly. It's, have you heard of the show The Leftovers? Uh, it was recently brought to my attention, yes. Yes, okay. So it's a podcast with The Leftovers. Mm -hmm. um, we actually just had um, Liv Tyler on. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, she, mm -hmm. she dropped the N-bomb, so that was interesting. Oh, I kind of coerced it out, but I'm, I'm that kind of, that's the kind of vibe I want to bring to the show. A little more confrontational, a little more edgy, you know. A uh, WTF situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, if you can get the president to drop the end bomb, you know. Right. Why not? That's, that's, that. my, that's my go-to, see how many guests I can berate into using racial slurs. Sure. Right. Specifically, the one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the ratings were huge, so I mean, it's not I mean, just being facetious, it's, you know. No. It's about views. I can imagine. And it's not like, yeah. I mean, it's still their choice to sure. say it. You know? Well, so... Um, no, that, that's actually really good to hear because uh, we've actually been trying to get in contact with uh, Dana Ashbrook on our show uh, to no avail, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but hearing that you have experience with booking guests, mm -hmm. that, uh, that's good. I have um, some inroads with Cal McLaughlin. Really? Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, we've spoken with David Lynch on many occasions. Oh, it's, really? It's, uh, How was that? Not very productive. He usually doesn't want to talk about Twin Peaks, but um, I imagine everything he says is like through like a auteur, like you know, lens, art house, like just incredibly difficult to understand. Really, a little bit. Yeah. He also it's always uh, he always calls in because he's calling from uh, the set now, um, mm -hmm. but uh, over there in Washington as they're filming for I think they're location scouting for season three mm -hmm. but um yeah it always kind of sounds like he's shouting into the phone mm. from a few feet away i'm looking for coop exactly yeah ah, okay. more or less that, that was just really good um <laughs> but uh yeah no um he likes to talk about game of thrones a lot which ah well, that good. sounds awesome yeah yeah um Another... you watch game of thrones oh uh, yeah i've also seen up to now i've read all the books and i've very, very into um, just looking stuff up on it, fan theories, and yeah, cop on the show, watched it a few times. Always trying to get new people in, like my, uh, like your assistant there, Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know it by that name. I've heard it by a different name. Oh, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, I think I know what he's talking about. Hmm. Hmm. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, that's actually good to hear if we get a hold of Mr. Lynch. I'm sure he's really busy shooting with the new season, though. Now you'll be able to speak with him more in depth about his Game of Thrones fandom. And that, that would be, be incredible. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. Um, now, I suppose I should ask, um, you know, what is it about Twin Peeps that really uh, speaks to you, you know, as... A hosting experience because like you said you already have this wildly successful podcast mm -hmm. and Twin Peaks it's a great show and Twin Peeps is as great of a podcast I agree but with the exception of Michael's ibiness at times it, yeah and th to be fair that has only kind of recently cropped up but it's still it's noticeable mm -hmm. um, so I'm I guess I'm wondering sort of what, what drew you to us or to me, rather. Well, you might recall I'm the one who got you to watch Twin Peaks initially. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic show. It 
really the show in and of itself, just to start start from there, is so unique and just so crazy, but not like a controlled crazy. It's a controlled burn of insanity, right? Is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so the idea of having a podcast. This is the kind of show I think that lends itself to a podcast because there's so much to unpack and analyze and just, I guess, rave about at times, sure. both from the acting, the ambience, and the music. To, you know, everything is just. There's, it's a show that you can't not talk about. Right. And that's how it was when it first premiered in 1989, and it's very true now as well. It's a real water cooler experience, if you will. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then and I really like the vibe that you cultivate there. I mean, we've worked together before, which is another thing, just right. kind of introducing, you know, not a, not a pretentious level of intellectuality to it, but, you know, definitely looking at it through an entertaining lens, but also one that is critical and, um, you know, um, analog, uh, and, you know, cultivates you know understanding sure sure um now as well um so like uh, like we've established uh many a time now uh your previous podcasting experience do you have an example in which uh maybe the podcast didn't go quite as expected and you sort of had to think on your feet and i'm wondering sort of how you approached that situation uh if you can enlighten us uh Possibly on an hour show, or possibly on your leftovers podcast. Sure, sure. Um, well, you know, we didn't really have any guests except for everyone, so we bring in Nick. But um, otherwise, we didn't have any guests. So generally, it was very well controlled. There was the episode three debacle, which um, mm-hmm. was interesting. But we right. the first we about episode three, so we don't talk about episode three. So yes. All yeah. right, and um, so we'll move past that. But you know, on, on the leftovers podcast, I did mention the N word incident, although that was going for you know was trying to go for it sure uh, and this this is a time when it was it did not go as planned yeah so this okay. is yeah so right. this is so that's not really quite as bad although it didn't take me a surprise but i was goading it so i shouldn't say that but um you know christopher cleston um he plays a priest on that show actually a very disillusioned but also um because of the nature of the show it's just tough to be a priest when the rapture has essentially occurred right and um essentially he uh, he pulled a knife on me uh, in the oh, show wow. that was uh Unexpected. I kept making Doctor Who jokes. I didn't think he liked that very much because you know he was sure. only on the show for like a season. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to go, go to. Well, he's the least handsome of the of the new doctors, so it's just you know. He also does seem to really uh, of the more recent doctors in Doctor Who. He seems to be the one that has tried to distance himself the most from the role. Yeah, yeah. Also, I kept bringing him up, him up in Fright Night because uh, ah. at first, actually, I just pretended I didn't know him from Doctor Who and I just kept bringing up Fright Night. Like, that sure. was the biggest thing he had done. Right. So that kind of got him in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And then once he brought up Doctor Who, I pretended to be surprised. And, you know, right. I'll be much more serious in the show, obviously, as, as I'm being right now. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, this is uh, it's just a different tone in Leftovers. It's, um, you know, I'll, I'll mimic more of our tone that I had in Well Met. But sure. in Leftovers um, podcast, it's more of a... I like to take this very, you know, dull and not really dull, but bleak show, and just in, just introduce a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of just facetious hostility, but also just needless drama in my interviews. Yeah. Um, and, it's to, and at this point, you know, it's to be expected. I mean, he's the third star from the show that I brought on, and um, sure. he he should have known I was gonna. He didn't have to make it so personal. And and to be fair, it was just a box cutter. But you know, uh, still. Yeah, and I, and also to be fair, I had left uh, one of the one of the crew left it in the in the sound room, which was kind of, uh, I'm sure that's like an OSHA regulation yeah. <laughs> violation, but uh, kind of seems like you might have been uh, might have been tempting him or asking for it. In a way. Yeah, yeah, I probably should have been more calm to that, but yeah, um, basically the way I kind of I just kind of rolled the punches, so it kind of made it seem as though it was part of the plan for the podcast, you know. I was like, oh, and sure. eventually uh, he kind of calmed down and kind of played into it, although it's kind of one of those things like the. Um, 
the Jimmy Kimmel and uh, what's that actor that he always pretends not to have time for? Matt, uh, Damon. Matt Damon thing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where you know you're not you're you're pretty sure it's a joke, but there's a part of you that's also like right. the Mark Wahlberg, Andy Samberg thing. Exactly, exactly. Um, now and that's kind of how I, I diffuse that situation, de-escalated it. Sure, sure. Um, uh, now this might seem like it's coming out of uh, left field here, but uh, how how do you like the movie Ex Machina? Okay, I heard that discussion in your mini episode. Yeah, and I agree with both of you actually, but more with you because I do your analysis is spot on. I think Michael was also right in that for once um, because uh, yeah. it is it is. I was not at all surprised by any of the twists. Um, actually, I read like a plot summary afterwards to see if I missed anything, and apparently that was supposed to be a big reveal when that uh, spoiler warning everybody, <laughs> uh, but. Right. Uh, um, when that uh, his Asian assistant—I forget her name—when um, she when he sees her like peeling off the skin, he's like, "I don't know any of the names of that movie." Yeah, so exactly. don't worry about it. Yeah, well, you know, what I'm talking on the scene. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a reveal that she was a robot the entire time, but right. I, I knew that from the second I saw her because it just made perfect. It didn't seem like there was supposed yeah. to be a, a secret at all. Sure. And we always knew that obviously um, Caleb was going to be Caleb was Oscar Isaac's character. Correct? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He. Uh, and he was, you know, this was, he was up to no good, or at least playing games. Sure. Um, and it was always 50-50 in my head whether or not, um, I forget her name too, the AI, was going to um, side with the many. But like you said, it was um, it was very beautiful in the sense, well, darkly beautiful that, excuse me, that mm-hmm. she essentially not, not only surpassed humanity, but then abandoned it, mm-hmm. which was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I thought it was—I thought it was a great movie. I understand. I sort of understand where Michael's coming from, and that it was really heavily praised as being crazy, and you know, just not—I wouldn't say revolutionary, but it got a really high degree of praise. Mm-hmm. But, but I think, like a lot of it, even though it was straightforward, the, the ambience that was created, the um, acting was spot on, the writing was funny. It was—it was very yeah. like you know, funny despite being a very serious movie. Sure. I especially like the scene where he's like, "Yeah, you're right. I am like a god. That's not—that's not what I said." Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of a lot of clever uh, clever turns there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Dom Hall's performance. Yeah. You enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. he has a stupid name, but I, I did enjoy his performance. It's a weird name. But yeah, know? both of them are gonna be in the Star Wars movie as well. So. Dom Hall is really. Yeah, I'm I knew Oscar really certain. Isaac is. Um, yeah, I know that um, he's actually playing um, a Sith character. I'm pretty sure. Ooh. It's, it's Dom Hall, and he's like a Swedish name, right? Uh, Maybe I know that uh, what's his name Adam Driver from Girls is going to be in that. Mm-hmm. But, See, I don't uh, watch Girls. Um, Dom Hall Gle- no, no, it's Gleason. Gleason. Remember, he's like um, same last name as the guy who played Joffrey. Um, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's in Star Wars episode. Yeah. Episode seven. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, he was at the Comic Con uh, uh, panel. See, it's uh, yeah, especially with so now we have Star Wars and Gwendolyn Christie. Tying back into Game of Thrones, Absolutely which David Lynch will also, I'm sure, have many a thing to say about. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think it'll. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for you? Um, huh. I don't know. Do you have uh, Do you have any questions for me? Sure. Um, so I understand you guys do a lot of minisodes, which are always kind of. Off and on, not off and on, but yeah, they could be off topic. To be to be fair, uh, we are trying to wrap these up sooner <laughs> rather than later. Um, hopefully, if uh, these go well, then it'll be sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but continue. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you're limited to number of pure like the well, way you've at least structured it. You're limited by the number of episodes remaining in Twin Peaks, and then yes. of course there will be the next season, but that's not for a while. I think it's end of next year. I think uh, 2016, possibly 17. Yeah, at that's this what point. I remember that article. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my question is: Are you going to 
start um, creating new content, such as like maybe mixer episodes, analysis, compare, contrast, different themes for episodes to you know boost content. You're gonna introduce them during your season two run, essentially, or are you gonna do it after season two is complete and during the run imagine you have a fairly long uh, hiatus. Sure. Um, I think the current plan, and if you know, if you come in as mm. a uh, as the host slash co-host, we'll discuss sort of how that's gonna shake out. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll really be sort of a collaborative process as far as what we would like to do. Um, I'm by no means the only ruler of this domain currently. It's Mike and myself, but we'll see how it shakes out with guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we're. Uh, I'm open. Um, I think be, I think there's a lot of room for that, and sure, there's plenty of other content we could talk about. Even Deadly Premonition, which is a game essentially based on Twin Peaks, right? Um, right. All sorts of different. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, even if we get back into season two proper, that might not be the end of the minisodes. I think as soon as we hit back into season two, I would like to power through season two, much like we did season one, just knock out all of the episodes in the same chronological order every week. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different uh, situation because it's literally three times larger mm-hmm. than season one was. But Which I, I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> it's a weird episode yeah. <laughs> breakdown, but yeah. that is what it is. Um, but yeah, so as far as what's going to happen after that, uh, the future is going to be what it is, but... We don't have anything set in stone. Mm-hmm. Could either be a blessing or a curse, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I see plenty of room for growth. I think you know once you. I mean, obviously, if you're doing this is a weekly, from what I've noticed, sure. um, uh, century, and then yeah, it's how many? Twenty-four episodes? Twenty-two. Uh, believe twenty-four, twenty-six. Yeah, and so um, that's twenty-six, twenty-four weeks. You know, essentially. Yeah. Right. So. Um, um, I know at some point moving in here, I believe the podcast is going to go into syndication. Mm. So we'll start be we'll start getting some residuals from that. Um, we're really Better planning on you. yeah, we're really planning on beefing up the merch store. Um, Mailchimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, actually, I believe it's a Mailchimp. Oh, Mailchimp. Sorry. Mail-kimp? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of open. Um, and I'd be completely done fine doing a crossover episode too if you wanted uh, with the leftovers sure, podcast. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, well, <laughs> to be fair, I would have to watch some of the leftovers. Oh first. yeah, for sure. Uh, unless you want Mike on. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been doing this show without having having just seen each episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, is there? As far as, so if we do bring you on, I mean, obviously you have the the previous experience, previous podcasting experience. Is there anything that you think that you would bring to, uh, basically to the podcast that you feel will be a sort of a market improvement over where it is now? Um, like any any sort of ideas that you might have as far as how to... Mm-hmm. ramp things up or absolutely yeah um well obviously i've brought already brought the suggestion for possibly different types of content episodes in order to bolster you know runtime essentially and also kind of give breaks all these mini sods have kind of done that as well sure um 
but also I mean I mean I bring a lot of just not the experience only, but I've also actually wrote an honors thesis in undergrad about uh, sex and violence censorship in uh, American law, and that involved a lot of media analysis. So oh. I know a lot of, um, and then obviously both sex and violence are big themes um, in Twin Peaks. So it's very sure. interesting. Uh, yeah. I can definitely apply a lot of that. Um, on top of that, obviously, I've got the resources to book major guests, which I've demonstrated. Right. Um, I've also, um, my, I think that having seen the show multiple times as well, um, I'll have more of insight and more of a better perspective than uh, your, pre, your the current host um, in terms mm-hmm. of discussion. Sure. Um, definitely got my own ideas about the show. Um, yeah. Uh, I also, not to you know, toot my own horn too much, but I think I'm got a good voice for for radio and mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. a lot to contribute i think we have That's a very right. good dynamic we've not only have we known each other for over a decade but we've also uh done exactly this before right uh podcast so and obviously i have both the experience and i think just the intellect in terms of knowledge of twin peaks and then external right. analysis knowledge and i think a lot of those critical thinking and uh you know sk- all those skills and that knowledge that are really useful for what this podcast at least tries to do sure mm-hmm. sure um no, yeah, that's uh, that's all pretty great. Um, and you know, I'll I'll admit I haven't uh, I haven't listened to some of the recent leftovers episodes, but I, I know you sent me the link to those, so I'll have to mm-hmm. I'll be sure to give those a listen. Um, but I think I think we're going on about 20 ish minutes here, but I think that might be all I've got for sure. you. Do you um, want to possibly do just a I guess a mini discussion on something you guys just rehash something you did in season one, just to kind of. Uh... Hmm? Was there something you had in mind? Any? any sure, pressing? actually, they're listening to the podcast. I've always kind of wanted to jump in at times. Sure. During yeah. discussions, mm-hmm. um, but. Oh, uh, uh, by the way, uh, Nick, would we mind grabbing us some water here? Maybe Gatorade. Yeah, that's fine. that'll be fine. That's it's like super water. All right, thank you, buddy. Can mind to uh, get me as well? All right. Also oh, not not the green, the orange, please. Oh, that's diet Ah, oh, wow, that's that's sufficient. There you go. Thank you, thank you. Right. Very good. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, you were saying. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah, is there a topic you felt that, obviously, since you've kind of had this vibe from Michael for a while, that you think, um, excuse me, um, that we, that could could have gone better if someone a little more different different uh, interpretation, different uh, experience level. Um. It's it's hard, uh, especially knowing you know giving him the benefit of the doubt of not having actually watched the show mm-hmm. yet. You know, it's his first time. There's a certain leniency I have to give him because mm-hmm. you know he doesn't know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the context obviously feels different with that. Yeah, rather when you don't have context. Right, right. Uh, you know, one thing. I guess it's not so much a topic, it's just more of a pet peeve. I think he didn't really get a firm grip on character names until about episode seven. Mm. And when you're trying to talk about a show, that's <laughs> that's big. Yeah. It's a big one. Um, like if you try to talk about Game of Thrones and you keep mixing up, uh, you know, if you accidentally think someone's Renly Baratheon when he's been dead for several <laughs> seasons, you know. Like okay. It, it can, uh... <laughs> okay, okay, you got me. You got me. Um, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, kind of, kind of like that, but that wasn't on a podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just messing um, around. 
But uh, no, I did listen to some of the early leftovers uh, episodes that you did, and uh, it was it was really reassuring to hear mm-hmm. that because um, that was one thing that he mentioned that uh, no one really knows the character names. But I, uh, like in listening to your podcast, it seemed like that can't be that hard. No, uh, and with Twin Peaks, I mean. They say their names a lot. A lot, yeah. It's like yeah. more than necessary at times. A lot because of Coops, a lot of Andes. Like yeah. Most sentences start with a character's Bobby. name. Bobby! Right. <laughs> I get sick of hearing that. Mm-hmm. Leo Johnston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I do think uh, you guys have... Uh, John, yeah, Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he seems to think... That some actors are worse than they, and some are definitely worse. But I definitely, my, I'm definitely in the camp that all the badness is entirely intentional. Like the overacting, the melodrama. I mean, that opening crying scene and the reaction to Laura Palmer's death, right. which right. is incredible. It was like surreal. Like watching that show is like a trip every time. Like mm-hmm. you just, it gets so weirded out. No, yeah, I, I think um, I think you're definitely right, Mike. Mike, I, I, from our conversations, it does really seem like he's more quick to assume that it's it's. Uh, unintentionally, if if there was yeah. good acting in the show, it would wouldn't make it, wouldn't, it would seem so out of place actually more. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Leo's terrible, um, you know, stilted performance is very much in line. Bobby just being just completely like one of these dancing on the car drinking. Oh, that is. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, lay into Bobby a little bit too much. We have a <laughs> we have a soft spot for oh, Bobby on our. Oh, podcast. I'm not laying into. I love okay. that. That okay, scene's good. amazing. Just want to make sure. All right. Oh, I, I he he is. He is the most obnoxious character on the show, but he, he makes it so entertaining. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I also like his dad because he's actually, I think I mentioned this before, I, I was really into Stargate SG-1 when I was younger. Right. And he's a general in that show who actually deals with the Stargate program, which is about aliens and, you know, uh, interplanetary well, travel. That might be, we might be getting into season two territory here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm oh, okay, to, uh, yeah. Right. Break it down, yeah. But he does he does do some top secret military work. Exactly. Right. He's a colonel, I believe, in this show, so it's kinda like, oh, promoted in the future. Yeah. Same, <laughs> universe. Universe, yeah. Same universe. It does take place chronologically before the Stargate because it was the mid nineties. Yeah. So Yeah. Um if only this were the cracked podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Then well, I have to be calling in on a on a cell phone. Yeah, and come on, we don't <laughs> we don't do that here. Yeah. Um Well, I think uh I think that's gonna I think that's gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna have to talk things over and you know bring in a few other people, but mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a, mm-hmm. kind of a formality anyway. And I'm, I'm available next week to start right away if uh, if that's something you decide to go with. We might very well be giving you a call. Uh, it's a pleasure coming in. Thank you for the drinks. Bring it here, of course, of course. And um, yeah, if uh, I don't know, Nick, if you if you can. See if he needs anything else on his way out. Um, of course. Please follow me, sir. Yeah. Immediately. And then um, to the listeners, uh, I will talk to you next week. Hopefully we'll have some developments on this. And uh, Nick, if you want to bring in Chris Hardwick, that'd be great. Yeah.